the beat. Fellas, we are back. The Middle Diamond podcast. You know the drill. The best podcast in the world. Joshy, all good? Yeah, what's new? What's new is the location. Bit of a change yeah, of scenery. We're in, yeah, we're in, we're, in Jack's, uh, we're in Jack's bedroom and I'm looking at a photo on Jack's bedroom and my eyesight's right in front of Tim K's bullsack. <laughs> Eye level. Eye level. Crazy yeah. Tim K. Yep. Hello, fellas. How are we? I think uh, Popper's not here tonight because he's still in the corporate box seats from the Adelaide United game. Pop, so, pole position, one might say. Yeah. yeah. yeah both had everything George Constant had to say, I'm sure. Chilling with Stefan Moore. I reckon, I wonder how many, uh, they should have put a, a pedometer on George Constant to see how many steps he clocked up because he was and, moving. And, it, yeah. and his heart rate monitor, monitor as well. As well. I reckon, I reckon 50 shades of grey would have gone a bit more grey. Entertaining. He was seething. Um, um, whatever that was. <laughs> me? I think before we get into that, should we quickly touch on why not? I'm yeah, let's touch on that. Oh, so, so I spent twenty bucks to watch uh, Elaine Oregon's Olympic, and it was the worst game of my life I've ever seen. To be honest, terrible. Look, in my opinion, look, I don't think it was actually that bad of a game because considering you know Jack will go on about it soon, what we've spoken about, but I just think it was pretty entertaining in the FFA Cup. I think it was a hot day. Don't yeah, like you got to remember that playing at the parks on artificial. Really good crowd came out. I think I think just the event was good to have. Uh, Haley Club versus an NPL, so it was good to and see. It's, it's, it's good for like local league because obviously they get that the United following coming to the games. But you know it was it was hot. You got these these young girls screaming, "Go United!" at the back of your head. Like, you you, you got to try try not to cringe listening to the Red Army. You know I, I'm not not even lying from a. Watching from just watching perspective, not even supporting anyone, not even hating any teams, hands down one of the worst games I reckon I've seen. Now, obviously, you need to take into factors that United obviously are starting still in preseason, Olympic have obviously finished, but still, I think it was a, it was shit. Look, you stole my point regarding the um, the the lack of alignment. S- smart men think alike. Yes, yeah. I might say. Um, look, I agree with I agree with both of you. That it wasn't a great game. It wasn't very entertaining. Um, but like, like Josh said, you know, United they played a couple of preseason games, nowhere near you know the intensity that you know that's going to be required they, if they're going to do damage in the A League. They beat Perry Hills two uh, one. Yeah, they beat that, and they victory last week as well. well yeah. um, and and Olympic as well, they hadn't played you know for a month essentially since um, since Comets. So so yeah, for about a month now, Olympic haven't played. Obviously, lack of match sharpness, lack of fitness. I think it showed in the end. Um, and I, but I almost think United were kind of in second gear most of the game. Like if they, I think if they really, really wanted to, and that, that obviously have to find that extra gear. But I think if they really wanted to, they could have flipped the switch and the game would have been over quicker. If that makes sense. Yeah, I know. I think you could definitely see United have plenty of firepower that can get them through. And when the A League season starts, like it's still early days for them. You know, their season, their pre-seasons. You know, they've been going for a while, but it's it is still early days, and you just have to remember that. Coming up against, you know, not playing on a familiar pitch on uh, artificial, they're not used to that. Also, I just feel like it's just not that type of game where you expect them to pump. I didn't expect them to come out and pump in 5 nil. I didn't expect it. And in a, in a game like this, in a game like this, really, you take a 1-0 to get through. To, the to our worldwide listeners, to our boys in Cameroon, to the, the people in Ghana. Um, yeah, we're talking about the FA Cup. Yeah. 
irrelevant. I don't know. Anyway, let's get into real football. Let's oh, get into oh, real football now. Hang on, before you let's say get that, into real football. I'm, I'm the biggest defender that goes of Australian football. What I will say is it was a good turnout. Um, we're all a bit iffy about whether to go or not. We all ended up going. Um, and I'm, I'm like, regardless of the entertainment of the game, I'm glad that we did go. It was a, it was a good uh, turnout. Twenty six hundred people at at a pitch that we've all played on. Like if you put if you put yeah, that into context, yeah, like it's crazy. It's, it's, it did, yeah, goosebumps stuff. Stop being a smart ass, mate. If it was comments, you'd be going, "Oh my god, bro! Twenty six hundred people in a comments game." That's my thing, though, and I mentioned already. It's very good for local league. Yeah, that's yeah, very good. and I think very as well the, F- the FFA Cup is good in that it gives clubs like that exposure. You know, I worked it out roughly. I think Olympic would have probably made upwards of thirty grand in yeah, a day well, there, comfortably. So and that's not that's, that's, exclu- that's excluding the shabbats as well. You know, exactly what I mean? right, and that's, that's for a club for a local club. That's big. Um, but yeah, I think something needs to be addressed. At a, at a higher level so that the seasons are aligned so that you're not getting a situation where United season's about to start, Olympics has ended and you're going to get a less quality game as a result. I agree. Um, but it, look, I, I I'm not going to bash it too much. I think it was a, it was a good turnout um, and it's a good place to start this episode. And yeah, I think the most impressive thing of all of this is that it's five minutes of our podcast spoken about. You know, yeah. That's probably the highlight of the, of the game, don't you reckon? Josh, Josh is feeling very funny today, <laughs> guys. Very funny. Yeah. We'll, we'll, stick, we'll stick back to the usual structure. Kuzi, I believe you have a trivia question for us. Trying to redeem yourself from yeah. last week. Yeah, it wasn't just... your best. Yeah, it wasn't my best last week. But I thought I'd try to go with something uh, international. But this week, we're going to stick to what we do best. Proper European football. So, boys, can you name me the highest scoring game in the Champions League this season? Okay. That's all you get. No clues. No nothing. Highest scoring game in the Champions League this season. I was going to do the Prem, but I think it's a bit too easy. So let's do the Champions League. We'll reveal the answer later on. So if you're listening, play along. You know what would have been good if you did like the Conference League? That would have, been, that would have kept people on their toes, I reckon. Yeah. You've got to know the teams. And before we get into you know the crux of the episode, quick shout out to 442 Strike. Obviously, our a proud sponsor that brought the, brought the show to you guys. Um, obviously, like we say every week, any kits you need, they're the place to be. Head on, uh, head over to their Instagram uh, at four four two strike, and yeah, they'll sort you out there. Great service, and four four two strike dot com dot edu. Top notch, top notch. Like who's he said, Josh is Josh's got the jokes tonight. Uh, Fantasy Premier League. How'd you boys go? I, I got 53 points. Bit I reckon I got exactly the same as you. 53. See, I'm at... I, no, 54, I rolled, sorry. I rolled a dice last couple of weeks. I brought in Alonso. You know what? I was like, all right, we'll bring in Alonso. All right, I'll bring in another defender that I think will keep a clean sheet. I had Rams down with goals. I brought in Gabriel. I think we'll keep a clean sheet. In the arse. In the arse. I still got 56 points though. So you know what? I'm doing okay. And Chilwell has started back to back games and scored. So if you um, had Alonso, you'd be peaking. Oh, I am peaking, put it that way. But you know what? I'm third in my main league, or am I in the, in the fourth in the middle diamond? So it could be worse. We've got uh, the top three, just before I get to you, Kuzi. We've got the top three uh, Anton Starr with his B team, the Rap, um, sitting in third. He's also got another team in 13th. So what does that tell you? Uh, uh, you know, you know where he is very well, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been, you've been, you've been, you've been, you've been the casino, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Number two and number one, the Boros boys sitting pretty on top. They've got a decent buffer as well, all 40 points ahead of Anton. Um, so, yeah, a bit of ground to make up for the field. Um, but, yeah, Kuzi, you were going to say? Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah, I had Alonso in as well. And my strikers have all blanked. And I've got Renato and Lukaku. Yeah, me too. And same maximum. So, they're a bunch of flogs. I didn't captain Salah as well. He, I, I he, he's carrying I'm me. I'm thinking about rolling the dice on a wild card. Because I've only got two free transfers, and I'm just you know you know he's been a letdown for like FPL uh, Romelu. Yeah, he's he just scored. Hasn't scored. And no, no one's Ronaldo, no one's Ronaldo. Yeah, I've got both of them, and they haven't done see, anything since I've bought them in. I stay away from Ronaldo. You know what? No, no, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I bought Ronaldo in. The main reason why. Okay, I know he's going to score goals, but it's sort of just like a consolation for when he does score the goals that I can be like, alright, at least I'm getting it for your points. That, that's, that's the exact reason why I don't have Kane. Because I don't <laughs> want to be enjoying or have any consolation yeah. when Harry Kane scores. It's like, it's like if you put United in your multi or something like that. Yeah. Like, literally, between, you want to win money, but you don't want them to win. No, so. exactly. You know, so I'll, I'll just quickly sign in a group chat for the best in the Leicester and draw. Like, he did it like four days before the games. Like, watch. I was thinking about it. You know, I probably should listen to his voice, but... You live some, you win some, you lose some in the day. You, know, you live, you learn. You live, you learn, especially with sports, but there's always like some Korean volleyball you can bet on to try chase your losses, you know what I mean? And Obviously, you know, gamble responsibly. Um, or don't. Leads us nicely into our Kreas of the week. Who wants to get us started? Uh, I can go, I just need to find someone's name. Uh, now, 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 now. This person here, is he a Kreas? 100%. be. Everyone knows he's a Kraus, right? I don't need to even need to describe oh, the anything. He's definitely the referee. Anything to know. Everyone knows he's a Kraus. Mike Dean has been the biggest Kraus in world football for, I'd say, a sort of six, seven years. Yeah, but to me, him, and I think his name is Peter Banks, or something, the, the bloke on VAR, I just read it down there, not the Premier League uh, up there. To me, right, I'm not saying that they cost us 3.1.0 points. We played dog shit. Been the day that MacArthur challenged McCarthy, where his fuck name is. What's his name? MacArthur. James, James MacArthur. James MacArthur. In what world that is not a red card? I want to go there. I want to go to that world because that there, it must be some crazy fucking world. I don't know how in the world that's not a red card. You can. I'm actually. I'm actually baffled. No, there's no. I don't think there's any way of justifying. You, you, yeah. you scratch your head how they've reached that decision. Look, I, 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 usually, I. Whether it's to get under your skin or to play devil's advocate, it's I, I, I disagree yeah, look, with you, but you can't hear It's ridiculous. Yes, no, I do agree with you 100%. It's a red card. The reason why me and Jack like to uh, stir you up on Twitter, because you think there's a big agenda against Arsenal, which there isn't, no, but, but it is a red you card. Look, but you look at the incident today, for example, the Griezmann one, right? That, that is good refereeing. Yeah. That's a red card, but I'll, I genuinely think, right, if we did that, if that happened against us, it wouldn't be a red card. I'm not even joking. Because I've seen that much shit happen against us, and it's just like, what the fuck? I'm not saying there's an agenda or anything, but shit. You look at some decisions that go against us. That there is the most blatant red card you can ever get. Look, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, uh, as as a football fan, when everything's going against you, it, it's it's easy to think that way. So yeah, I I'm a good decision. There is there is no agenda because my belief there is no agenda for the FA, but I. I get why you feel hard done by it, and you should. At the yeah, at the end of the day, luck does balance itself out. Oh, and well, you hope so. No, I know, no, no. It's not balance. <laughs> it's not balance itself out. You create your own luck. I'm a big fan. I'm a yeah. big fan of that. But at the end of the day, you shouldn't need to create any luck 
when you get absolutely battered in the in the calf, poor kid has to go off afterwards at half time. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's okay. Fair enough. He had eyes on the ball. Yeah, okay. But when you go to tackle, someone studs up and you hit him, hit them knee deep. Yeah, you might as well have eyes on the ball. It makes no diff- It makes no difference. Knee height. Knee height. No, I, I, I can't. I can't disagree with you. That, that, was, most, that, was, that was very cool. Uh, I'll, I'll do mine. Um, I could have given it to old mate Ole, but I do that most weeks. So I thought I'll give yeah. it. I'll give him a week off. It is United related though. So my good house of the week is Mark Goldbridge. If you don't know who he is, he's one of the biggest United fans uh, on socials. Yeah, don't share. Don't share in this podcast after in case he gets cut up again. Uh, like Claude, uh, like I think uh, Goldbridge is a bit more higher up the food chain than Claude's. Um, <laughs> be cool, be cool. What I'll say, there's two points. One, he's called out Gary Neville, essentially, for and calling him a coward in a way for not calling out Ole because he protects him a little bit as his mate. Gary Neville, I will defend him here. Gary Neville has never gone on Monday Night Football and called for a manager to be sacked. Never, ever. He never asked for Wenger to be sacked. Never. And also, so Goldbridge isn't, he's, he's all out, but he's not saying it because he doesn't think there's a point to it, which I don't think makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And secondly, he tweeted today that he wouldn't take Conte at United. And I'm just thinking, you guys have a manager who you're not happy with. You, you want him to succeed purely because he's a club legend, not because you think he's capable of succeeding, not because you think he's capable of winning you a Premier League or a Champions League. If you give Conte that squad, you put in the fear of God in every other pick. Oh, I understand. They, they are, for me, they instantly go to title favourites. They're right up there yeah. with Liverpool and City. And if you want to put Chelsea in that conversation as well, they're right up there. Right yeah. there. And Con- just before I finish my little run, in two years at Chelsea, Conte took them from 10th to 1st with 90 points. The year after, they sold Matic without his approval. They brought in Morata when he wanted Lukaku and he still won him an FA Cup. Mm. And then he goes to Italy and ends Juve's title run that he started with Juve mm. in 2012. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, like, I'm not even taking the piss here. Conte will go to Newcastle and I'll actually be fine. Yeah, 100%. I'm, really, I'm 100%. not even taking the piss. If there's money, Conte needs a bit of money. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but the, both clubs are going to back him. And people, me, United fans, oh, Glazers, okay, don't pull the park off. And put enough money into that club. Yeah, they'll back him if he comes in and I'll be shit scared. They get rid of shit players like Fred. Yeah, they bring in, they play good players like Ben the Beak. How that guy as soon as he's in a game is, is beyond me. It's actually beyond me. I'm sorry. Can oh, uh, has he come out and said something in the press about it, or has there been questioning who about knows, it? Or, who knows, man? Oh, I'm still baffled every week when I don't see his name on the team I get baffled. I'm on it. I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I definitely think that's such a class move to not want to take Conte in. I rate him so highly, and just with you know his type of system that can be you know employed with so many good players that you know I don't have. Like seriously. I know, but you know, in that I saw that tweet that Goldbridge tweeted though, and he he, he said he wouldn't take Conte, but he he'd prefer Zidane. Zidane. Look, I I get that because I think yeah. I think Zidane has proven he can manage egos because you're not going to get any bigger egos no, than a Real Madrid. And for me, the way I'm I my, for me the biggest indicator of success for me is a three P in any sport. I think the one of the hardest things aside from going undefeated or whatever. I think winning a three-peat is, is so impossibly great. That, a, a different sport, but that's why, for me, Michael Jordan is undisputed. Because I think he's yeah, won, no, I get, he's I won, get, he's yeah, won yeah, three in a row twice. Zidane won three in a row with Real Madrid, won two La Ligas as well. Yeah. Like, I get that. But mm-hmm. I also think Conte, like, it's two great choices, but I, I think 
if you want Zidane, I don't think it's a clear distinction between Zidane and Conte. Like, I think if you're a United fan, you fucking take either of them. 100%. You're going, you're going from top four contenders-ish and not competing for the major trophies to right up the top. Straight away. Instantly. As soon as they walk through the door. Yeah. They're no, ready to win no, now. 100%. But it's just a matter of whether they get rid of him this season or not. They won't. I hope yeah. they don't. I'm pretty no, God they don't. Me too. Kuzi, your Kraus? My Kraus of the week is Manchester City Football Club for signing the petition that Newcastle should not be... Uh, not be... No. It's you FFP, know what? It's FFP, isn't it? Yeah, no, 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 it's not FFP. I read today, it's about having the owner's company sponsor the club, which provides finances to buy players. That's what City do. So that's exactly what City do, and they signed their petition with the other Premier League clubs so that Newcastle goes under review of what they do, which is just so hypocritical in so many ways. But that's why I think think we've spoken about this before as well. I'm pretty sure that's a main loophole it got is. Man City out of that court case. And that's why... Do you know what I mean? That's why um, Everton's owners are loaded. Yes. Yeah, like you know how Everton's owners are... So we had that bloke called Uzmanov yeah. at Arsenal. I'm pretty sure either his best mate or brother or something. Exactly. Or they're Chinese or something like that. Yeah, but I think there's another part... There's another owner as well. For, as far as I'm aware, oh, they're, 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 it's Asian owners. But yeah. that's why Everton... Because they're loaded. If, they, if, if there were no FFP rules, Everton could spend... Bags of money, yeah, but, also, but they're also not a protected club, so there is a FP rules for them. Mean Chelsea and City and PSG, they don't have. Oh FFP yeah, rules, yeah, yeah, know? absolutely, yeah. No, I get what you mean, but yeah, that it's bullshit, and yeah, yeah they're they're hiding behind. Uh, they're, so they're called the um, PIF. PIF. I can't think of what it stands for. It's something invest private investment fund or something like yeah. that. Six of the board members are Saudi Arabian government ministers, yeah. and they're trying to tell people that they're a separate <laughs> entity from, <laughs> from the Saudi government. So uh, it's just the whole thing is just a mess. Uh, yeah, and, it is. Look, the pre- the Premier League created this monster when you let Abramovich in, when you let the Man City owners in, when and you know things like this. This is why, like the Liverpool owners, I'm not defending them here, but this is why they wanted the Super League because Liverpool can't compete with these other finances. Like I mean, mm-hmm. these clubs are backed by countries, man. Like it's states. Arsene Wenger got the piss taken out of him for competing in a situation with these big clubs and keeping Arsenal sustainable and he got the piss taken out of him. Yeah, he did. And, yeah. and you were calling for his head. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. No, no but it's not. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not saying it in that term. I'm saying it in that. I get what you oh, mean. Top four was a trophy. Top four was a trophy. Dude, when me United, even you at a stage, top four was a trophy. Yeah. Us, oh, we'll go back to a quickie because I haven't said enough on this fucking podcast before. You guys were flying planes out fucking trying I to get him out. I wanted him out because I wanted the club to take an ambitious step forward and the club took five ambitious step backwards. Nothing against Arsene Wenger or what he's done. Unambitious. <laughs> Unambitious steps backwards. Nothing against Wenger in what he did for the club or what he was capable of doing. But at the end of the day, we needed to go forward. We no, needed we... to progress. And we... What's the what's antonym of progress? Regress. Regress. Antonym. Not bad. I didn't know you had that in your life. <laughs> <laughs> I did learn something at school. Believe it or not. not bad. Thanks, thanks Raptors. <laughs> um, we'll move on. We'll do a cheeky little review. Um, we'll start with uh, Liverpool, obviously, fresh... Fresh in the minds, three uh, two win over Atletico this morning. A little doggy dog result. Oh, you were we'll do a bit of everything, no, no, and then no, and obviously the five win over Watford. Yeah. We'll, we'll cover we'll cover both. Yeah. Um, I think it's um, undeniable. Salah is probably on form. The, I say undeniable, he's probably, but uh, he he's the best player for me. He's the best player in the world. I think you struggle to find someone on form. What he's been, what he what he's produ- what he's producing so far this season. He's number one at the moment. Uh, Liverpool got away with it this morning against 10 men. But I said to Kuzi as well, 
like you look at it, you two nil up, and they go down to ten men. As hard as it is going away there, and as good as they are, because Atletico are great, they're just a difficult team to play against for anyone. Mm. You'd be disappointed with all the context to not get out of there with a win, and we did. And as far as I'm concerned, that's all that matters, Josh. Um, I was saying to you before, I generally think Liverpool and Atletico over the last four or five years is the hottest fixture I know in Europe. Don't give me this Liverpool Man City bullshit. <clears throat> Liverpool and Atletico Madrid is always a cracker. I wouldn't say Liverpool City ball. I'm just, you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Like, for me, hands down, across Champions League, or obviously only Champions League, but it's just, last three, four years, it's had all this drama, it's had all this topsy-turning bullshit. It's a great spectacle, you know what I mean? Fantastic spectacle. I I think it's a good little rivalry that's been, you know, kicked up within the last, within the last year, because that's, we haven't, we haven't played them. We only played played them last year when they, and they knocked us out. But, you know, it's been entertaining and the form Liverpool have been on right now, it's really good. We've looked, you know, even though we we went through a bit of a dodgy patch, second half of the first half this morning against Atletico, we let them come back from two goals down. But it's just, it's still looking like we're in control. Like, I know Atletico are a team that sit off. We still had like 75% possession. And against Welford, we didn't let them have anything. We controlled the whole entire game. And going into this weekend against Man United, I think it's really important that, you know, even with some crucial players out in midfield, it's important that, you know, we're in this really good form. I think also, like, you look at Lenico's reaction, I think it goes to show how far Barca have dropped off. And I'll tell you why. I'll be honest, I've watched fuck all James I've watched nothing. I don't have stand sports. I look at the goals. Yeah, but I haven't seen any gameplay, but... From a perspective of, I'm, I'm guessing. You haven't, you haven't watched Champions League. I'm guessing. Six years, nah, I didn't, but it was an <laughs> But look at Barcelona versus Benfica, right? They were 2-0 yeah. down. They lost 3-0. They lost 3-0, but they were two, obviously 2-0 two down on the stage. Right? They didn't have that yeah. bounce that Atletico had this morning. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They didn't have that, they didn't have that grit. And I think, you look at Atletico, there's a reason why they've done what they did in, in the league over the last couple of years. And I think there's a reason now to as well. They might create a little, uh, not a fortress, but a little... Uh, what, what, a, do- a dominant period. Do- a dominance over the next two, three, four years, because you know they got the coach, they've had the players, they got the squad, they got the squad, they've always had the squad. But this squad now, like, it's unreal. Like, bro, he it's made, unreal. I'm pretty sure he made uh, a quadruple sub, and he mm. brought on Renan Lodi, um, Correa, 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 Suarez, Suarez, and Marcus Llorente. And I'm, I'm a big, big fan of Marcus Llorente. I think he's a brilliant player. You know they do that. I think Atletico the last four, five, six, ten years, even the whole it's regime under Simeone, 10, yeah. it's a lot of. Of the same players because you know what Simeone doesn't really change the system much. It's always well, he's, he's changed to a back three. Yeah, it's still it's still a defensive block, more of a counter attacking system. Yeah, and he's got the same dogs. They're all, they're all dogs. They work their balls off. The souls, yeah. Kaikes. He brought in. Um, he signed Rodrigo de Paul. Party yeah. when he was there. Rodrigo de Paul. I'm a big fan of Rodrigo de Paul. It looks like Rodrigo de Paul was put on this earth to play for Simeone. He just mm. the way he yeah. he's got a feral haircut, all the tats. <laughs> like he just looks like. Same with uh, is it Homoso at the back who gave yep. away the penalty? Yep. The way they look, they look like they're born, they're, they're people's born to play for Simeone. But even go back to even someone like Lucas Torreira, right? He came in and he was a nothing, he's nothing a, player, nothing Suarez player. as well. Like it's just a seamless You know what I mean? And then you go back even like Jimenez, the Godins, they're just dogs and they work their balls off. And it's a credit to Simeone. For me, I think Simeone is one of the only managers that I think is respected across the whole. Yeah. World football franchise. Obviously, Klopp's and Guardiola's people mm. always want to suck about them. But I think Simeone can't say a bad word about him. You know what I mean? Mm. Um. Anyway, Premier League talk. Cool. Let's, let's get into it. Who else? Um, we'll go to Leicester Man United. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
big, big result for Leicester. Great performance. Um, and I think, you know, people people are forgetting it. Leicester have had a, a tough start to the season. They haven't been playing very well. They've had Madison here as well. Uh, I mean, is it, is no, he, that, was, no, that was last season. He's been in. But Has I think he played much? Because yeah. I reckon he's played last few games. We played, I know he played on the weekend, but Rodgers has been trying to, you know, try oh. and fit uh, Pats and Daka in and Lookman. But he went back to a three, he went to a three five two. Even when he was at Liverpool, we looked at our best in a back three with him. We looked at like Adamo Solo with the back three. He's able to get Vardy and Ian Nacho in. Mm. And, and it's working. And it worked. And that they they've thoroughly, thoroughly deserved the performance. And I think that game just shows exactly why Solskjaer isn't up to the job. Do you boys want to add to that? No, well, look, in that list, yeah, they really look like shambles, man. Someone like Maguire being that big leader at the back, the, that mistake, that, like, to just what he was doing, the, the, this, they just looked totally unorganised throughout the back. I was literally laughing when they equalised Tool. Well done to Rashford, though. I thought he came on, you know, good finish. And when Vardy scored that to make it 3 2, I was laughing. About how quickly they turned it around just like that. What, what I would say, a lot of people are saying Maguire wasn't fit, and maybe he wasn't. And this, this is a statement that'll probably come back to bite me at some stage in the future. But as far as I'm concerned, if you're out there, if you're if you're good enough and fit enough to put on the jersey, you're, you're fit. And I don't think oh, him I don't think him being unfit or him being him having an injury is an excuse for him coughing up the ball from a simple goal kick. I don't think I don't think I don't think those two and the mark yeah I, I think that those those schoolboy errors I don't think they've got anything to do with um, his injury. I mean, probably he might be taking like painkillers or might be having injections like John Terry did back in the day. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> reality, reality is, we're talking schoolboy errors. We're talking yeah. reality. Like, uh, reality is, they spent eighty million on a player like this. He comes in, he shouldn't be making those mistakes week in week. No, he, he doesn't make them week in week out. But he, he's got he's always suspect. He's got a minimum. To doing so, yeah, I just that's my I thing. think this is just another prime example of Ole not being tactically good enough to get a job done but to I get a result. In the end, no, because Brendan Rogers, I think, is is you know quite a good tactical manager and he knows you know how to you know, approach his game. Even though they haven't they haven't had the worst start to the season, I think they're sitting on about fourteen points now. Yeah. But I think Ole just got got lost, got caught up in the game. I think there were some cracking goals in the game. It was a killer game, but. I think, once again, it's a story of me and I's life. I would say over the last two years, and this individual brilliance keeps him in it. Probably more, yeah. Individual brilliance keeps him in it. End of the day, that's probably one of the best goals I've seen. Not even taking the piss. That was a belter from Mason Greenwood, right? And even Rashford, moment of individual brilliance. And you know what? First game back this season. Exactly. Rashford, yeah. Like, Fernandez of the last, what, two years has been all him. What, he, what can he do? What can he do? Even Pogba's brought out some moments of magic. Ronaldo's a king of that individual brilliance. But you look at him. I look at Cristiano Ronaldo. He's there waiting to poach, first of all. And second of all, when something doesn't go right, what does he do? Does a little, does a little, does a little flap, flaps his arms on the soup. But I was reading an article today about essentially how um, Solskjaer got exposed. And United fans don't like um, Fred and McTominay. And I, if, if they were my midfield, I wouldn't like them either. But if you look at the gap between um, Matic and Pogba... Literally, I saw. I was reading an article. There were four photos in the first half of the same pass straight through the middle of them, straight through the middle of them. And unless they outnumbered them three v two in that in that midfield area, and absolutely Boston. So I think as as frustrating as Fred and McTominay are, they're gonna be, they're a bit more tactically disciplined. Someone like Pogba, he's a, he's a joy to watch on the ball. 
off the ball, he goes missing all the time. And that's been the big frustration for him. When there's games where he's on, he's on, and he looks like the best player. He genuinely, when Pogba's on form, he genuinely looks like a top three, if not the best player in the world. 100% agree. But in games like that, with a manager who doesn't know it, who's I've, is tactically flawed, he got exposed big time. Big, big, big time. I'm running tank with Pierce. But look, I, would, I think if Pogba worked his balls off, he'd be a perfect eight. But it doesn't work. And I think it's sort of the same yeah. mistake Arteta made against Palace. Right, he started Odegaard as an eight. Yeah. And then we completely lost that midfield battle. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if we want to bring this. I'm talking about Arsenal, or if we want to keep talking about United. But what I will say is as well, like, you know, um, I, I hate to bring, I don't hate, but I always bring it back to Liverpool. What I will say, you know, people have always complained that we lack goals, we lack creativity from our midfield. But at the end of the day, the, re- the reason Henderson has made a living and he's got such a high, he's held in such high regard for Liverpool, the reason Milner's still there is because they put in the work. They allow yeah, for exactly. the other players to do their job. And United, they just, they're, they've got flair players everywhere that look great on paper. They'd be great to play with on FIFA. But unfortunately, you know, in practically, practically, it's not there. It's just yeah, not there. No, no, exactly, and that's why we stress so much in the last how many you know how many podcast episodes of the importance of United signing a dominant six. You know, someone like Indeedy who would fucking run his run his guts out and do such a good job for them. Well, you mentioned about like the goal scoring in the midfield, right? About how not many people are scoring goals from your mid- like your midfielders aren't scoring many goals. But at the end of the day, it's not like you've ever been in a situation where oh shit, we're gonna go one player scoring. Except, except, exactly. except for when he went to shit last season, but that was, what was a, like a, a th- what a four or five game patch. It was a freak season, I'd yeah, say. Right. Like I, 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 we're, we're, we're not I, talking, we're not talking Arsenal, Bavian. We're not talking Tottenham, Kane. Yeah. Uh, we're not talking even like Man United at the moment, where you're struggling where goals can come through. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've always had either Salah, Firmino, even Firmino sort of actually Mane scoring goals, Jota scoring goals. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you can get away with it. Yeah. Like I look at us, we complain about midfields not scoring. That's because no one's scoring. Yeah, you need goals. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But. Yeah, I look at Arteta starting Odegaard as a hey, I love Odegaard, but he was just out of his depth, and I think that's what Pogba has been in the last few weeks. I think I think you know that I, mean? I think it leads us nicely to Arsenal, and again, like it's the same argument. I think you you see that did he play Smith Rowe, Odegaard, and um he played, he and played, Party? Did he play middle three or did he play two? It, to me, look the four one four one. It was like Odegaard was supposed to be that, that midfield dropping in deep, and he did at times, but we just got killed because Party is so disciplined at times. <laughs> When he wants to try and be the hero score, you know, I, mean, I, mean, I, don't, know, yeah. I don't know if you watch Arsenal much, but he's taking three pop shots a game. It's yeah. actually it's actually frustrating. And, and that's why yeah. that's why someone like Shaka still gets a game in your midfield. Because, because he's, no, well, he's disciplined. He's tactically disciplined. Can I, disciplined can I, in the can game. I, yeah, no, yeah. can I just say, that's how fucking far we've fallen from Grace. So we're actually missing Grace Shaka. I hate to say it, but that's how far Arsenal Football Club has fallen. That we're actually missing the likes of Grace Shaka. Can I just say that? I think... Obviously, I don't watch as much Arsenal as you, and I'm not trying to yeah, tell you how you should think. But I just think, I think because you guys see how good Shaka can be at times, and he shows flashes of class. Like in the Euros, for example, he would bring yeah. in for Switzerland. That's what frustrates you guys. When you can see someone do so much more, that's what frustrates you. That's what, we're talking about a five, six game tournament. Yeah. Now. I want a consistency over 30 games. And, he, and he's been he, there for five this years. This guy, well. when he, we're talking about Grand Shaka, when Grand Shaka's fit, he plays. There's no hip-hop maybes. Except the first four weeks when he came to the club, he's not, I don't think he's ever been on the bench intentionally it's either been for rest or it's been because punishment from Emery you know what I mean I don't correct I mean, someone can correct me if I'm wrong but that's what it's been yeah no I, I, I get I get what you're saying and it's it's not it's not ideal having him to you know rely on as a six especially when you know you spent the big bucks on party and that you put a lot of faith in him I think playing Odegaard as a, as a centre mid 
it's not, you know, it's not ideal. You don't really want to be doing that. But it's good to, I think it's all right to try something out like that. I don't think that's, I don't think that's doing blue was, because... It wasn't the game for it. Yeah. It was not the game no, for it. No, I know. But, you know, we've seen Klopp, you know, chuck Hater in, in these big games, as an example. And I just feel like it's, it's, it's okay to see him trying something and trying, you know, to fit in these, <laughs> to fit in... Your players, your, your your the best players, and try to get them all over the pitch. We're talking different spectrums here because at the end of the day, we needed a performance against Palace. You know, the first fifteen minutes was brilliant. Yeah, against Burnley, for example, right when we come off three losses, you need to change something up. I don't mind a four-one-four-one when you know you're going to dominate the ball and you can afford Odegaard getting forward, you can afford Party getting forward. Palace are not shit. No, Palace have signed some fucking ballers, and Vieira has got them playing some good football. So you don't you don't underestimate them, you don't undermine them. You play with two midfielders of discipline. Whether that means you risk a Lokonga playing, no worries, you do it. But don't talk to um, frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, you beat me to it. I, I think Palace. I think it's really refreshing to see um, Palace actually finally make the most of the players that they've got. And I'll give a quick shout out to Michael Elise, plays for Palace. If you're listening. Yeah. Seven goals, to, seven goals, 12 assists last year for Reading. And I think you look at um, him and Eze, Palace maybe have tapped into a market where they're getting these creative players in the championship. You see someone like Harvey Elliott, how he was he had a good season in the championship. Mm. And if these players come through, I think it goes either way. You can either turn out like a Shea Adams, who I'm not a huge fan of, who yeah. shows flashes here and there, but took a while to get off the mark. And that might be the case for Adam Armstrong as well. Or you get these techie creative players, someone like Eze and Olise, made in the championship. And they come in and they're doing well. But the only thing I will say, Palace have just got to be careful because that game and the Brighton game, that's what, four, mm. point, that's four points dropped there. Yep. When you could, so that, that's four points extra you could have. That's, yeah, that, that's gonna, that could potentially accumulate over a season. And maybe that's why Roy Hodgson kept them up all the time. Did I beat you to your point? No, that's what I was going to say because yeah. I, was, I was listening to it when I was watching it. And the commentator was, you know, in the last game, literally the last kick of the game, they concede to Brighton in this game. It's like these, this just being able to seal this out is going to make or break, you know, your season, whether you get relegated or not. If, you, if, if you're Palace, sorry, you would much rather play the style of football you're playing and say, all right, we're going to draw a game. We're going to draw a game from a late, uh, late equaliser, but play really good football and show good signs with the young team than to play fucking dog shit like they used to for the last three years and get battered in games. If they used to go, go one down, right, within 10 minutes, it used to be five. It used to be seven at times. Yeah, you smack them seven. Yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah, he's dead. Uh, yeah. Oh no, shit. Yeah, he's <laughs> but like that was just in the opposite of what Crystal Palace have been for the last four years. You know what? I hope if if Vieira does lose a couple of games and if Vieira does have a couple of moments of this, I hope Palace stick with him because he's he's got to play some good footy. You know, I'm fucking excited to see it. I'll tell you what. I just one back to my point. Here. My phone dropped down. I just I just remembered um against West Ham. I think it was the third game of the season or the second game of the season. They were also up two one, and they dropped points there as well. I agree. I agree. With, I think it's easy. Just get, before you go, Josh, that I think it's. I think they just got to be careful. I'm with you. Give um give Vieira time because you look at it now. It's how many teams in the Premier League have philosophies now? Like the list is growing. You look at someone like Graham Potter, what he's doing at Brighton. You look at Vieira now. He's taken a team that's played like dog shit for years. They've survived, but played like dog shit for years. He's got them putting in good performances. He's getting the most out of his attacking players. Work, working hard. Working hard. But it's easy. It's good. It's it's all right to say now, eight games in. You'd rather drop a point here, drop a point there, if it means you're getting entertaining football. However, they've got to be careful he doesn't catch up with them later on in the season because they could find themselves in a situation where they're playing nice football, like Bournemouth, for example, yeah. where you've got a coach that wants to play and then you find yourself in a relegation scrap and you're leaking goals left, right and centre. Yeah. That's the only thing I'll say. 
would just back to your point there quickly at the start. I remember Asamega said this once, or he said something along these lines. You can sign a 28-year-old, and it's going to cost you money. He said it last week. You can sign a, you can sign a 21-year-old, it's going to cost you points. At the end of the day, they've gone with a younger approach. It's going to cost you points. They're not ready-made players yet. They're still learning. But you know what? In two, three years' time, if they stick with the system, they stick with the process, that team there, I'm not even, I'm not overhyped six, seven games, but from what I've seen, that team can turn into something. And like we're saying here, mm-hmm. we're saying they could get the relegation scrap. But you know what? They could go out and bang something like click. They might score goals galore. They might be defensively more stable. They, they could be pushing top eight. And I think the way they played the other night, you look at how good Brian have been over the last six weeks, they could have that type of hype. You look, you look at you know what I mean. You look at the youngsters Palace have got. So you got Edward who's twenty three. Yeah. You got uh, Zaha who's in his prime. He's a bit older, but you got yeah. you got it's Eze, that Olise who I mentioned just before, and if they sign um, Conor Gallagher, who I think is a brilliant player. Yeah, definitely. That's that's a good core, and you got they signed that Joachim Anderson who's looked like a good signing. Guaita's yeah. a solid, is a solid mm-hmm. goalkeeper. Um, Tariq Mitchell on the left, like they they're a good team. They just for for their sake and for the sake of the Premier League. The more, the more entertaining teams there are, the more entertaining the league is. Like, it's simple. For the sake of the Premier League, I hope they don't find themselves in a little scrap. We'll move on. Um, quickly, there's two more games I'd like to touch on. We'll start with Chelsea and Brentford. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Edouard Mendy, the hero. Yeah, that's all. I've got a, I do have a question for you guys, though. Um, and I think it's hard to decipher between the two because it's still early days. Chelsea haven't really hit the heights or have really reached what we can what we anticipated they would going into the season with the quality that they have. If you're Chelsea, are you concerned or are you optimi- are you like thinking fuck we're top, one point clear and we have, we're not even playing that well yet, Josh? Attack wins your games, defence wins your titles. End of the day, that attacking flair, that attacking power will kick eventually. It'll kick. It'll go well. It'll come. Yeah, yeah it'll but- come. They're defensively been so solid. Like even when the defense, even when the defense capitulates, the person behind them has been unbelievable. You know what? Shit like that. You save two points. You save three points. It adds up. But like we just spoke about before, and it wins your titles. Even like I mentioned that Liverpool game when they got killed, they gain a point. You drop two points. It adds up. It wins your titles, man. See, see I, I, I don't know, because I'm, I wouldn't be. I agree that they're top of the league. All right, they're not, they're not playing the best of football, but they're getting results, which is all well and good. But when you're literally in that second half, not even getting a shot on target against Brentford, all right, in the Liverpool game, we struggled against Brentford, but we still went at them, and we're still the better team, and we still were dominant, okay? We still were dominant. They got their goals. They looked dangerous. Brentford had, I think, like six shots in the the second half. He made six or seven saves. They probably had a few more shots than that. Chelsea didn't leave. I don't think they even registered a shot in the second half, which to me is just... I know you're saying defence wins your championships, but if you're going to come out and play like that, you know, eventually by the end of it, but I don't think you're going to get. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be an approach from Chelsea that we're going to see all season. I think it's just, all right, see it out, see it out. And I think something will click. I don't know what it is. I don't know who they'll sign in January. I don't know whether people like Ziyech or Havertz or Mount need to play a bigger role. Yeah, you know what I mean? Something will click because they've got too much firepower. To not do so, you know what I mean? Last but not least, because we are big six snobs, we'll go to, I'm not talking about City, because maybe Burnley 2-0, and the sky's blue. Um, so we made just You open up a can of worms, mate. Um, <laughs> I, don't speak, I don't speak English. No, I'm just fucking around. Um, Tottenham, Newcastle, Tottenham spoiled the party. Uh, looked like, from what I've read, and I watched the mini-match and stuff, looked like they picked, Clicked into gear a little bit, and mm. I heard Ndombele had a great game. Mm. It looked like they weren't 
totally Kane reliant, like not everything was going through him. A little bit leaky at the back, well-worked goal from Newcastle at the beginning. And like I said, to go in there, you know, they went one nil down early, but they weathered the storm. The atmosphere was buzzing. You know, they were new, uh, what's it called? St. James Park was the place, to, Sports Direct Arena was the place to be. Um, but I, I think it's, I think it's a, a mature performance and a, it's going to be a big confidence booster for Spurs going into an environment like that, coming out with three points and not just a scrappy three points, but a good, with a good performance as well. Josh? Uh, typical, don't know, shall we? Yeah, it's a grouse. Typical. I, yeah, love, I loved how typical. he was talking about the takeover. Like, mate, you are first one out the door. Like, <laughs> you're going to rip the contract. They're going to put a special package yeah, straight away. Yeah, it's not a good way to uh, impress the new owners in, your first, in their first game. But no, I did think Tottenham didn't look much, you know, structured in their approach. Newcastle, you know, away isn't a tough game. But I think they've done all right there to um, climb back in. Um, I, th- I do think as well, like, I remember, I think I mentioned it after Arsenal dismantled Tottenham in the derby. To say the least. Um, he played with, I think, Hoiberg and Dombele and Ali as his midfield, whereas he swapped Ali out here with, um, what's his name, Skip. There's a Skip, the midfielder. And yeah. Fred Parrott. <laughs> and and they, they, they looked a lot more balanced. That Emerson Royale had a decent game. Um yeah, I just think, and you know, two that's two games in a row they've won. Two games in a row they've had um, the same lineup. I think the big criticism early you know, on. They, didn't, they didn't make one substitution. No, they didn't. Game. No, they didn't. Just that consistency. Yeah, no, and I think the big, the, the early criticism was, yeah, they won. But did they have a really, did they have pattern of play? Have they really got a, a style? And I think them winning back to back games with the same lineup, you can see, you can, you could see signs gradually that potentially they may, may be starting to build something. It's early days. I'm not convinced yet, but I guess we'll wait and see. Yeah, at the end of the day, you know they're still sitting on 15 points right now in a good position. Like you can't you can't slate them too badly in the conference league. Uh, the Europa Conference League still you know favourites to win that in my opinion. So. Oh, All right, we're on the home stretch. Um, quick fire predictions, everyone's favourite segment. Quick fire predictions. Big weekend of football coming up. First game, Friday night football. Can, can I just say, I was so close to predicting 2-1 Palace. Last week, I said 2-1 Palace, and I thought they got it but in the end. Can I just say, how fucking the head are the people that make these fucking fixtures? We literally play on a Tuesday night or Monday night and we're playing on a Friday night. Really. You guys don't have European don't have football. Any European football. It doesn't matter. We play three games in a week, Josh. Every other team played three games in a week. That's a suck, dude. No, it doesn't matter. What no, do you I mean? Did, you I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that. You've got no European football. No, man. but you just fucking put two dud teams there. Put like Crystal Palace and Newcastle on a Friday night. Whatever. Fuck that. It's not complaining. You are a dud team now. Shut up. Like, fuck anyway. Okay. Arsenal, Aston Villa, Friday night football. Joshy. 3 1 win. I think one all. Uh, I think it's going to be another two all. Chelsea Norwich. I'm going to. I think Chelsea might click into gear here. I'll go three nil. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to go five. And you know what? I'm going to put my weekly guarantee out there right now. Lukaku scores a brace. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go four one. Okay. You think um, one of those plays you mentioned in the season preview? For <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are, mate. I love my Norwich. Um, <laughs> it's only a smack it on the score. <laughs> uh, Palace Newcastle. Coos. I think 3-1 Newcastle. Palace went 2-0. If he's not sacked before the game, I think this is the game that gets Bruce sacked. I'm going to go 3-0 Palace. Everton-Watford, Josh. Did you just say 3-1 Newcastle? 
That's interesting. Out to Watford. Mm. 2-0 to the uh, to the, the, the Manks to the Manks to the Toffees to the, yeah, to the Toffees the Manks oh what was I trying to say the Scousers the Scousers nil nil I think Everton 3 nil but uh, big absentee I think Decore mm, huge so far this season we'll see how that plays out Leeds Wolves has potential to be a little little, little feast I reckon Joshy 3-1 Wolves yeah, I'm going to go 2-1 Wolves as well Southampton Burnley Dog shit, new new. Nah, I think I think it's Southampton one new. Yeah, I, I think this is gonna sound like stripping you off, but I think one new Southampton as well. Brighton City, Coos. I'm gonna go for two one City. Where? The Amex. The Amex. Two one Brighton. I I, I they beat them, they drew three all with them last season, didn't they? Well, they beat them three two. I think they beat them actually. Right at the end of the season. Um, I feel like City are gonna jag something. Yeah, 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 I, just think, I just think City are too good, man. I, I think, think Bond is a fucking genius. I just think they're too good. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go two one city. I think it's gonna be fucking tight though. Brentford Leicester, Josh. Brentford two nil. No, I think Leicester. Leicester two one. I think it's gonna be a great game. I really think it's gonna be a good game. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go tall. I think. Yeah. I think this got a draw. West Ham Spurs, cheeky London derby. I reckon. Um, I'm gonna go three-two uh, Spurs again. Mm. Uh, one nil West Ham. Mm. Yeah, I like that one. One nil West Ham. Last but certainly not least, game of the weekend. Uh, the one game I really don't look forward to. Man United Liverpool. Josh as the uh, the neutral. Three-two uh, United. I just want to change my weekly guarantee. Um, I'm I'm really torn because we we should go there. It's quick fire, mate. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> we should go there and turn them over. It's not gonna I think two 0 Liverpool. I'm gonna. This game always gets so much hype. I literally think it's gonna be like a one or fucking snooze fest. Snooze fest. Yeah, yeah, our snooze fest. Been alright. I think it's due. Yeah, it's due. Um, a cracker. Cool. My, my, my weekly guarantee, and it's a bold one. I, I think, um, like I said, I think Bruce gets the sack. Yeah. Like, if he's not sacked before, which from what has been reported, like it's been, it's gone a bit quiet. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna say Bruce gets the sack following the Palace game. Kuz, your guarantee. My guarantee is that the El Clasico is this uh, Ooh, is Monday morning. And I think Barcelona are going to shock and get a win there. Barcelona win? Yeah. Josh? Steve Bruce is paying a dollar five to be the next fucking coach. <laughs> uh, so Josh is compiling our, the middle diamond our weekly guarantees to our second favourite segment, the Middle Diamond Multi. So obviously, I must preface this, over 18s only, gamble responsibly. Or don't. Or don't. Um, as Josh likes to say, if you've got 10 grand, don't. chuck 12 on it. No, I ain't gonna do it. I'm, I'm, I'm doing you all a favour now. I'm boosting the odds because I'm putting both my certainties in because I know it's just going to happen. So Lukaku to score two. Yeah, what's that thing? 320. Cristiano Ronaldo, last goal scorer. Because it's just a gem. I like that. I like that. Gem, I like gem, that. Gem that. for Ronaldo to be there oh, back post. Yep. Jump four fucking foot off the air. Uh, that's great. Yeah, that's uh, a... Yeah, Paying 550. Steve Bruce to be the next manager to leave. We probably might not even find out if this multi comes through for another four weeks. Barca win. Oh, it doesn't allow a multi. Uh, because they're not uh, we'll get rid of Bruce. 
yeah. we'll get rid of Bruce. So yeah. Lukaku, Ronaldo, Barca, 44 just bucks. Do, with do, a power play, 52. Do so Newcastle to lose? Put it this way, put it this way, put it this way, put it this way. Put the house on it, you got 52 coming back. That's what I see. My work is done. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> thanks, Josh. Um, yeah, as always, thanks everyone for listening. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I forgot Keith's chicken. I'm finished. Yeah, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Who? What was the uh, highest scoring game so far in the Champions League this season? It was a belter. It was a belter of a game. No joke. I think I've got it. Now this one, like this one, beats them by quite a bit. Is it um, is it Ajax and Sporting? By Josh, Josh, that City one. loves it. Has to be. Yeah. Oh yeah, shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Six three. That's a good one. City. My work yeah, here is done. You when, when Pep ripped into the City fans for fucking staying home. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> everyone, week, isn't it? thanks for listening. As we we love you all. As the boys have said, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, you know the drill. Instagram and Twitter, the Middle Diamond Podcast. Uh, you know the drill. If you're on Spotify, cheeky little notification bell. Uh, press it. Don't be a dog. Um, and as Josh would say, my work here is done. Thank you everyone for listening. We'll be back very soon. Thank you.